There are fundamental metaphors about reality waking up from a dream. There's another world behind this world. We are living in a computer programmed reality. Simulation theory is the idea that this is all fake. The Matrix was real. You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable. Unidentified flying objects. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 2 of the I Want to Believe Podcast. I'm Nomar Slavik. And of course, our boy Kyle Sawyer is here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Ready for some glitch stories? Uh, Yeah, man. Hopefully we don't experience any of those ourselves while recording this. Yeah, that's right. Okay. People all over the world have been sharing stories about times that they have experienced a glitch in the Matrix. That phrase, first coined after the 1999 film The Matrix, poses the idea that humanity is living in a giant computer simulation. Over the years, the phrase has become a sort of shorthand for any example of an unusual occurrence that cannot be explained logically. Tonight, we'll be sharing the most interesting examples of glitches in the Matrix that we could find. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to give a reminder that our podcast release schedule for 2023 will be monthly. New episodes will be released around the middle of each month. Also, all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. You can visit my online store for access to my books and other projects such as Granite Skies, Otherworldly Encounters, We Only Come Out at Night, and more. You can visit slevicstore.company.site or the Greenhand Bookshop online or their location in Portland, Maine, as they also have copies of my works. Just check the show notes for links. Lastly, my documentary, Otherworldly Amour, is streaming exclusively on Paraflix Paranormal Plus. This is a subscription service much like Netflix and offers monthly or yearly subscriptions. Once subscribed, you have access to not only Otherworldly Amour, but hundreds of other paranormal shows, documentaries, and even horror movies. By using the code OTHERWORLDLYAMOR10 at checkout, you can get 10% off your first three months. That's OTHERWORLDLYAMOR, A-M-O-R, 10, 1, 0. Link is in the show notes. All right, let's share some stories about glitches in the Matrix. 
What if I told you that you're living in a computer simulation? You might think that sounds crazy, but there are millions of people around the world who have experienced strange and frightening events supporting this idea. You see, if we live in a computer simulation like any other program, there will be bugs and glitches. glitches. Inconsistencies in the fabric of reality that momentarily show the simulation for what it is. Lines of code put there by an unknown power manipulating everything that we think is real. People are now on the lookout for these bugs, sharing them everywhere, especially online. These reports cover everything from memories being wiped to people vanishing without a trace. So pay attention to these stories. They may just help you see that you're living in a world much stranger than you could possibly, possibly imagine. imagine, imagine, imagine. As we progress through these stories, you may recognize some of them from classic encounters shared on Reddit. We'll also pepper in a few new ones as well. Also, some stories may be edited for readability. Story, story number one. This first story comes to us via Reddit by user SarahX11, and it was posted 12 years ago. When I was around 20, a few years ago, I kept having dreams about a woman with long black hair named Aurora. There were many different dreams, but for some reason, her distinct face and name always ended up in them. It got to the point where I would wake up frustrated and confused, trying to Google her name or find out how I was connected to her, but I could never find anything. After a few months, she stopped showing up in my dreams, and I simply dismissed it. Fast forward a few years later, Halloween 2009, I'm in the car with a friend stopped at a gas station. I'm about to pull out and merge onto the highway when I get a phone call from a random number. So I stopped the car, answered the phone, but no one was on the other line. There was a person behind me who grew impatient, honked at me, and then swerved in front of me instead of waiting the two seconds for me to move. The second they got on the highway, some silver civic loses control of their wheel and crashes into the car that swerved out in front of me. I called the cops and waited at the gas station for them to come. As it turned out, the drivers of both cars died. It would have been me if I hadn't gotten that phone call. I called that number back a few hours later out of gratitude and curiosity. It rang three times and went to voicemail that said, Hi, you've reached Aurora. Please leave your name and number. I've never had goosebumps like that before in my life. I called again the next day because I was so confused about the whole situation. A woman answers and we get to talking. I tell her my entire story, including the dreams I had. She tells me she doesn't know how I got her number and that she never called me as far as she remembers. I ask her if she has Facebook to confirm if she is in fact the woman in my dreams. I checked her profile. It's her. If that's not a glitch in the matrix, then I'm just batshit crazy. Story number two. The following story was also posted 12 years ago by Reddit user Mark of Shame. I was driving home on a stormy day when I saw that a side road up to the local golf course is blocked off by flashing barricades. I also spied a Mercedes parked past the barricades with its hazard lights on. I stopped my vehicle, got out, and walked up to the car to see if they needed any help. I'm an EMT. I shined my light in the back seat to see a man slumped over, apparently asleep. Thinking I've got a couple of drunks here, I moved up to the driver's side window, wrapped on the glass, and shined my light in. The driver is seated upright, unmoved, and was staring straight ahead. My window wrapping or light 
did not cause him to blink, flinch, or move. I looked over at the passenger, and they slumped forward onto the dash. This begins to creep me out. I called down to the sheriff's station and requested a code 2, no lights, no sirens, up to my location to help me check out the car's occupants closer. The doors were locked. While on the phone, I was walking back to my truck to get my go bag when dispatch asked me to get the license plate number of the car. I turned around just as the power company truck came rumbling down the closed road ahead. So I moved to go around the truck to get the plate number and was shocked to see that the car was gone. I talked to the driver of the truck and he said there was an 80 foot tree down across the road and that he didn't think it'd be open for a day or so. So the question is, where the hell did the car go? Tree up one way, barricades down the other. It's kept me a bit unsettled when stopping at accidents and hazards since then. The idea of the universe being a simulation is not a new one. Theories exist in ancient cultures around the world. Modern simulation theory comes from Nick Bostrom, a philosopher at Oxford who wrote an influential paper on the subject in 2003. Assuming that living in a simulation is possible, Bostrom presents the simulation trilemma, which says one of the following must be true. One, we destroy ourselves before we're able to create a simulation. Two, we're able to create a simulation but choose not to. Or three, we are definitely in a simulation. Bostrom believes each of these is equally likely to be true. Now, I don't think that's controversial. We use computer models to study the human population, predict the weather, for entertainment. Uh, we simulate everything. And when a civilization can create a realistic simulation, the most obvious one to create is that of its own early existence. Bostrom calls this an ancestral simulation. And a civilization that can do this wouldn't just create one simulation, it would create many. And those simulated civilizations might create their own simulations of the universe, and on and on like Russian nesting dolls of reality. Story, story number three. Three, 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 three. This next story was posted by user LegitMatePick3 four years ago. I stumbled across this sub today and I immediately thought of a story that my family and friends still talk about. This happened in 2009 when I was 16 years old. It was the first weekend of summer and nobody was home when I woke up at around 11 a.m. I grabbed a snack and went down to the basement to watch TV. I had plans to hang out with a friend at 3pm later that day. I had about 4 hours before I was supposed to head over to my friend's house. I had been watching TV for only about 30 minutes when my mom came down the stairs asking me where I'd been all day. I said, what are you talking about? I've been awake for less than an hour. I looked at my watch and saw that it was well past 5 in the afternoon. I ran upstairs to check my phone and found that I had several missed calls from my mom and the friend I was supposed to visit. My mom's side of the story is what makes me nauseous when I think about it, even to this day. She was with my little brother at his baseball game from 1 to 3 p.m. that day. She and my brother were home when I supposedly woke up and went down to the basement, but neither of them had any memory of even seeing me that morning. When my mom got home at around 3, she checked the entire house for me, including the basement where I had been sitting on the couch watching TV. I was nowhere to be found. It's been 10 years and I still have no idea what happened that day. 
it is by far the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. And although I talk about it with my family like it's a funny little thing that happened, it genuinely chills me to the bone just thinking about it. Story number four. This story was posted three years ago by user The Karma Don't Matter. This technically happened last night, but I was just starting a graveyard shift and I'm only now getting it all down. I work at a gas station chain with only numbers in its name, if you know what I mean. We're just outside of a large chunk of suburbs. We aren't exactly near any other businesses, but we are rarely completely dead for hours at a time. It was just past midnight, and with everything going on in the U.S. right now, not a lot of things other than gas stations and bars are open at night anymore, so it was a slower evening. I was the only one in the store, and a car pulled up to one of the two double-sided pumps out front. It was a pretty standard white four-door. I'm not great with car brands, but it was a little nicer, like upper middle class and probably only a few years old. A woman gets out and starts walking towards our door like she's in a daze. This woman looked like she saw a ghost. She wanders up, sort of freezes at the door for a second with a thousand-yard stare before opening it and coming in. She didn't go looking for anything. She didn't start shopping. She just sort of stood inside for what felt like ages. I'm thinking maybe she's a little drunk or had a rough night or something, so I give the usual welcome to the gas station. Let me know if you need any help finding anything. And right then, she finally notices me and immediately asks the weirdest damn question I have ever been asked on the job. She said, you can see me, right? Why am I interrupting my own podcast, you might ask? My online store is now fully restocked. Granite Skies, Check. A Strange Trilogy, Check. Otherworldly Encounters, Check. and so much more at slevicstore.company.site. Check the show notes for links. Some titles are also available at the Greenhand Bookshop in Portland, Maine or greenhandbookshop.com. I looked at her oddly, like, what do you say to that? So... I answered, yeah. She then breaks down crying in the middle of my store, so I'm already headed around the corner to see what's going on. I have my cell phone out in case I need to call the cops or something for her. I get her to sit down on a nearby pallet of soda, and I'm grabbing her a bottle of water. And after she catches her breath a little, she tells me, I thought I died. She asks if I can call her husband to pick her up and if I'll wait with her. I agreed. Now, we're waiting for her husband. So far, nobody else has showed up, so I'm keeping most of my attention on her. And eventually, she starts to explain to me, I was driving home from dinner with my co-workers, and as I'm driving through an intersection, a truck ran a light and hit me. Now, her car is still at the pump without a scratch on it. She goes on to say that she remembers her car being pushed into a pole, going airborne, and then nothing. 
I tried to calm her down, letting her know her car is out front and it looks fine. But she insisted that she completely blacked out, woke up in an ambulance for a split second, passed out again, and then woke up in the driver's seat of her car at that intersection waiting for the light to change. Perfectly fine. This whole thing freaked her out so badly that she drove to the nearest anything, which was this gas station, just so she could get out of the car. Her husband eventually showed up to get her. He asked if I had any idea what happened, and even though she sort of explained it to me, I just shrugged because, no, I, I didn't really get it. I had no idea what was happening anymore. Anyways, she reluctantly got into the passenger seat of the car and he drove them back home. That was hours ago. After which, I worked an entire shift at the station trying to wrap my head around what in the absolute hell I just witnessed. If you've never heard of simulation theory, then this might sound far-fetched. But some of the world's most respected scientists, technologists, and philosophers believe that it is more likely than not that we are living in an artificial reality. If we live in an artificial reality, it would make sense for there to be occasional glitches. Philip K. Dick is one of the most influential science fiction writers of all time. He believed there are many universes, and sometimes those other realities bleed into ours. One way other realities blend into ours could be the Mandela Effect. I specifically remember it. I just can't get my brain to accept it. So why do millions of people distinctly remember different things? Glitch in a simulation. Philip K. Dick also felt when we experienced deja vu, it's because something in our simulated universe changed and a new timeline branched off of the current one. We are living in a computer programmed reality and the only clue we have to it is when some variable is changed. Story, story number five. This story was posted by user Mifetai three years ago. Hey, so this just happened and I have an eerie and weird feeling that something is not right. So first let me explain the placement of my house. When you come in, there's a little hall and in front of you the bathroom. Then you go to the left and you have a small kitchen, then a door, then it's my bedroom. But it's so big I turned it into a living room and right next to that is my daughter's bedroom. I live alone with my daughter, who's two years old, and our two pet bunnies. So, I had lunch with my daughter, and it was starting to get cold and dark, so we went into my bedroom and closed the door to the kitchen. I was reading some Reddit stories while listening to her make her usual noises, like talking to herself, singing, asking me something, moving toys about, basic children's noises. Suddenly, the house goes completely silent, and after a few seconds, I think that maybe she is being mischievous and doing something she isn't supposed to, like all kids do. So, I go and check on her because I couldn't see her from where I was laying. Let me make it clear that there is no way for her to go outside without opening the creaky door to the kitchen that is right in front of me, and she never tried to do it since the lights in the kitchen were off and she is scared of the dark. I look everywhere in our bedrooms and start calling her name. Nothing. Check in her closet. Nothing. Under her bed, in her little play tent, in her toy chest, under my bed, the sofa, my desk everywhere. Nothing. She is nowhere to be seen. I'll also mention that she has never tried to hide and she comes when she's called, so I started to freak out. I knew I didn't hear her leave my bedroom to the kitchen, but I checked anyways. Nothing. The bathroom, empty. Now I'm starting to panic. 
I check everything over again while I'm in her bedroom. I hear crying from outside. I look through my daughter's window to see her outside laying on the ground, only wearing a t-shirt, and it's not the t-shirt she was previously wearing, but a t-shirt she does have. I ran outside, almost falling over, but when I opened the door, silence. She wasn't there. I go outside and check everything and can't find her or any trace of her being there. Defeated, I go back upstairs ready to call 911 when I go to my bedroom and see her calmly playing with some blocks in her bedroom. So she was wearing her clothes as if she had never disappeared. The t-shirt I saw her wearing outside was in her wardrobe neatly folded. I'm still in shock and sitting, just staring at my daughter feeling that if I blink, she might disappear again. In 2017, a group of scientists at the University of Washington proved they can embed computer code into strands of DNA. Everything in nature is math. Look at the Fibonacci sequence. You get the Fibonacci sequence by adding two previous numbers in the sequence together. So one plus one equals two, two plus one equals three, three plus two equals five, five plus three equals eight, and so on forever. You get the golden ratio, also called phi, by dividing two consecutive Fibonacci numbers. So the number 89 is a Fibonacci number. The next number in the sequence after 89 is 144. 144 divided by 89 is the golden ratio. It's about 1.618. We see Fibonacci numbers and the golden ratio everywhere. The number of petals on a flower is usually a Fibonacci number. Lilies have three petals, buttercups have five, chicory has 21, and a daisy has 34. As trees grow, the number of branches they form is a Fibonacci number. And not just plants, animals too. The ratio of female to male honeybees in a colony is the golden ratio, 1.618. The human body conforms to the golden ratio too. Most of the body follows the numbers 1, 2, 3, and 5. One nose, two eyes, three limb segments, five fingers, five toes. The proportions of the body, like the length of your shoulder to your elbow, and from your elbow to your fingertips, that's the golden ratio. Even a DNA molecule measures 34 angstroms long by 21 angstroms wide. Fibonacci numbers and the golden ratio. From the spiral of seashells to the spiral of a galaxy and everything in between, Fibonacci numbers are everywhere. Now, some claim this is a coincidence, that humans look for patterns in chaos because that's what we're programmed to do. And isn't that interesting? By trying to debunk simulation theory, they actually end up proving it. Proving it. Proving it. Proving it. Story. Story number six. The last story. 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 This last story was posted by an anonymous user 12 years ago. At a friend's place back in 2008, when we were all teenagers, we had a cool shed at their place that we'd hang out in every weekend. It had four sets of bunk beds, tables, a fireplace, TV, fridge, and a whole lot more. One night, we were all hanging out in there when I decided I needed a piss. I walked out the front door of the shed and started to walk to the right. Now, let me explain the layout here. As you walk out of the shed, his house is to the left, and to the right is where we all parked our cars. Further out from there, you're left with an empty field and trees. It was dark by now. The lights from the house illuminated the space between the house and our cars, but trailed off just past them. As I took a step to the right, intending to go behind the cars to relieve myself, I'm stopped dead in my tracks when I see my friend's older brother standing there. He faced the darkness and just stared. I watched him for a good five to ten seconds as he stood there. It was unsettling. 
He then proceeded to walk behind a couple of trees and a car before he disappeared. Confused, I walked back into the shed and asked my friend what his brother was doing by the cars. The conversation went as follows. I say, hey man, what's your brother doing by the cars? He said, what do you mean? I replied, he just walked off behind the cars. Then the voice of his brother spoke up and said, I'm right here. I looked over and was shocked to see his brother sitting down on one of the chairs with a drink. He was wearing the exact same clothes I saw him in, and the only way to get into the shed was through the door that I was standing in the way of. To this day, I have no idea how it all happened. I'm guessing I was just seeing things, but the fact that I watched him for a good 10 seconds has always puzzled me. I've never had anything else like that happen. What do you believe? Are these people misremembering their events? Perhaps they were mistaken in the moment, or is something extraordinary happening that does not have a logical explanation? And that's all we've got for the second episode of Season 6 of the I Want to Believe podcast. We hope you'll join us next month for an all-new episode. We'll be covering the 1994 Lake Michigan UFO incident. Feel free to throw us a follow on our Insta at 207Believe or DM us some show topic ideas. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Nomar Slevic. As always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kyle Sawyer. Hey, yo. It's just me and a turntable. I I mean, me and a turnbuckle. Infinite wisdom, malpractice on a gurney Turning red, I fall in love with the journey As soon as the beat breaks, the beat don't shake It's the birthplace of Earth where no one's safe Simulation, impractical, fanatical, pterodactyl Flies east over the ripball, it shackles H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A Considerable contradictions with non-fictions all day Okay, one last battle for the evening I mean, I'm most certainly leaving Seeing the benchmark, the bench press lies It's a love story, y'all most human advise No compromise, unbearable bright light Illuminates awareness all night, all night, all night, all night Turn it red, I fall in love with the journey Love, love with the journey Beat, beat, don't shake, it's the Place the earth where no one's safe. Simulation, impractical, fanatical, pterodactyl flies east over the rip ball, it shackles.